0: All right, welcome everybody to the Doctrines of Rad podcast, episode 30. Logan is over here. I'm over here. I'm Drew, and uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the law. We're going to be talking about the Ten Commandments. We're going to be talking about the law of God, uh, what it means, what it means for us now, what it meant when it was given, uh, just um, all of that. I think uh, we're going to do our best to have a discussion about this and uh, i know that there are people out there that have their disagreements when it comes to things of this nature and i think having an open conversation about it is the best way to go forward so um Hmm. but before we do that logan actually um i would love to talk about the asbury revival um i sent you you got any videos on it well, I did send you some on TikTok. Um, I'm sure I can find them and pull them up. Uh, maybe we can do that. Uh, I will say that uh, – so do you – you still – you don't know anything about this still? Like is this all still going to be new information here?
1: For the most part, yeah.
0: All right. So uh, if you guys want to watch these TikToks along with us, you're going to have to log into the YouTube and watch this uh, channel uh, over there because I'll be able to share the videos – Um, other than that, uh, you guys have probably seen these videos on TikTok anyway, so let me go. I did send you a couple today, Logan, so I think I can find the ones that I sent you.
1: Should be able to do that. Thank you. I've been in, uh, places with spotty internet all day.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, why is it, it's only showing me... I don't like TikTok on the internet, dude. It's so annoying. Mm. Um, mm. Like
1: the it's TikTok only, it's website. Only, it's only good on mobile, but it ain't got no it's, URL function. I mean,
0: basically. What? Um, let me see. So, all right, here. I'm going to sh- play this one here. I happened to also like it, so it works out. Let me open up the share screen so you guys can be watching this on youtube uh we'll be able to see uh i guess logan's really his first reaction he hasn't really been following any of this
1: blind Um, react
0: all right let me know if uh you can hear audio i'm going to start playing it now for you uh this is uh for those watching this is an at worship today uh TikTok video uh it says update from asbury classes have been canceled for the uh for the week and two additional chapels have been opened for overflow. Here is the video for those Real watching quick, on YouTube background on
1: Asbury. Is, is this a university it's a college. in where, uh,
0: it is in Wilmore, Kentucky.
1: Is it a Christian college?
0: I believe so. I don't really, I haven't done any research on the actual place. So, okay. Um, I'm just really following it in the terms of the, uh, the supposed revival. People are calling it a revival. Um, People are now traveling to go to this because the word is getting out. I even saw a news clip about this uh, going on from one of their local uh, news stations, and it was nice. on TikTok. So um, people are talking about it. So the question is: Is it a move from God? Is this you know uh, a major thing that's happening? Is this a localized event? Uh, is this real? You know that so so on and so forth. Uh, you have a bad echo in here. Give me a second, Dwight. Um, is the echo coming from? probably coming from me
1: is it coming from me there we go
0: maybe is there is there an echo now let me know all right it's better okay so we'll leave it we'll leave it at that um sorry for the echo uh all right here we go here's you ready for the video it is uh up here on the youtube right now and uh we are this is for commentary purposes whatever that title is... So this has been going on, Logan, for um, I think we're on day eight, I believe. Maybe maybe day nine. Uh, But this uh, it started off as a normal chapel service for the for the college. So I think that answers the Christian college uh, aspect of it. Um, And um, it just it began with a message, a sermon, and then um, they did worship. And uh, what's up, Bishop? And then, uh, this kind of, this, there was, it seemed to be an emotional response. I'm not saying that that's negative. I'm just saying that that seems to be what's going on. And, um, it, the, uh, a lot of worship has been going and people have been basically staying for days and days, getting rest, sleeping at the chapel, continuing there. Uh, according to uh, a few videos that I've seen, they, uh, they have allowed, um, guys like they allowed Todd Bentley to go, but they did not allow him to speak. Um, and they also turned away Kenneth Copeland's people from participating in they basically, you know, like camera crews and C B N and all that stuff. They turned them away. Uh, and then Copeland's people as well. I, I don't know how Copeland would have you know, obviously
1: he's gonna try so to he heard about it and sent his yeah. people to like yeah. to be a part of it.
0: I mean he's gonna leech he's gonna leech on it. The the other snakes will too. That seems to be a common uh, I mean, that, that's an expectation. I think you see that in Scripture, clearly. I think you see that with the Judaizers in Galatians, which will be a, a nice segue. But uh, the Judaizers in Galatians, you know, they saw a movement. They saw Christianity and they saw people worshiping God and, and calling him Yahweh. And they came in and said, hey, well, you're, you can't really worship him until you get circumcised and do these other things and so they brought try to bring them back under the law well that's that's similar things are happening i think and they they're prone to happen when you have these revivals whatever the movement is we'll just call it a revival we're not going to stick to the true you know we're just going to use a loose definition of it but uh say that this is and uh these guys like todd bentley kenneth copeland you know uh some of these i saw another guy that i know is a pretty pretty known you know Uh, questionable teacher at best um, saying, Hey, I'm going to go to these things. Uh, I'm going to go to this thing and check it out. And so, you know, they, they may be going for a platform. They may be going for selfish reasons. You know, they are, you know, obviously we should be aware and and concerned for uh, churches when those type of people show up. So it's good. It made me feel good to know that some of those folks were turned away. Like I, I was glad to hear that because it sounds like the school, the administration and the staff, are being very wary of the the possibilities for people to come in and to to try to leech onto this movement, and so um, I think they're being sensitive to that. So that was that was reassuring. Uh, but I did watch uh, our friend Reformed Frontlines Ministries video. He actually went. He drove. I think it was a two-hour drive. Drove to Asbury uh, to this university. And they attended for two hours. Now, he had some critiques in the two hours that he was there. He said he didn't hear a clear presentation of the gospel or people um, calling people to repentance, which is what you would expect in a, in a move of God. You would expect repentance to be proclaimed and, and commanded um, and uh, a call to repent, to change their mind towards Christ.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, like a requirement, right? So the first right. revival in Acts 2, we see that very thing. It was yeah. like Peter stood up and said, hey, Jesus loves you, and he just wants the best for you. Now he still right. just said, repent and be baptized. Right. So I,
0: I think, um, you know, is it, is, it, is it fair to say that in the two hours of the eight days that this event has been going on, that that uh, Frontlines Ministries, you know, got a good sample. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't believe that he's lying. I believe what he's saying is true, but I is it fair to to sample the whole eight day so far event with a, a two hour experience. Um, and at this point in the event, you know, I think you begin to see some of these quote unquote prophetic people showing up. Um, these deliverance ministries showing up, you know, um, there's just, I, 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 be, I it begins to, to become commercialized, right? Like, is that a fair assessment? You no,
1: know, so absolutely. My first, my hiccup with the video that you just posted is why if the Holy Spirit is moving in this room, yeah, nobody's picking up their phone, man. Nobody's filming that.
0: You don't think that there, I mean, there were onlookers during the the moment of Pentecost that could have been, you know, in in the day of, uh, you know, when when Peter was speaking to the the mass group, not everyone there, there was a great number saved, but not everybody there was saved. And we saw the Holy Spirit fall on people so much so that they were accused of being drunk.
1: Right. 3,000 people. So imagine how many, how, like. Well, we don't know how, how, many hearts how are being... heavy of a of a speech, like how how loud did Peter have to be to reach three thousand? Sure, people?
0: no, it's For absolutely them. the Holy Spirit. But let's say say seven thousand people were there that day, but three thousand specifically heard him. You know what I mean? Like to me, when you see a move like this, whether it's on a local scale or a large scale, um you I can see the same instance where if the gospel is being proclaimed uh which in in some videos have have shown that the gospel is being preached so I, I do think it's happening but um if that moment is happening and 30 out of the 500 that are there are being reached and being in hearing the word of christ then you know it, it doesn't matter that the other people are you know going about in the marketplace right, or holding absolutely. their phones yeah, filming. so oh, i
1: absolutely agree with that right that uh... That would only affirm our Calvinist beliefs, right? That he yeah bring he calls and draws some and not others, right? Um, Absolutely. I don't know. I just I, i've I've felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, and it was just so overwhelming. I couldn't I couldn't do anything, man, but grieve. Yeah. You know?
0: And so. and I agree. And I I think that I think maybe in some instances. There are, that is happening. I mean, we know that when when the when Jesus is proclaimed, man, when the gospel, when Jesus is proclaimed, you know, there there's going to be a response. God's word doesn't yeah. go back void. And if this gets, if 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 someone sitting at listen, man, if if I can be on a TikTok live and be talking about Jesus and a woman who I don't know. Mm responds to me uh-huh. and she comes to my house and gives her life to the Lord and is now, you know, actively serving in her church. How's that like, going by the way? She's actively serving in her church. I just spoke to her yeah. today. She's nice. doing great. She's, uh, she's still learning a lot. Uh, she wants to, she wants me to send the messages that I teach with the kids to her so that she can read them. And, um, she's, uh, so I, I just say that it's like, the right people will hear it and if there's if there is a believer in that house that can proclaim the name of Jesus then the right people will hear it mm-hmm. and if other people are drawn in seeing this video on TikTok and feel a calling to go there and then they experience the true saving power of Jesus right there regardless of the other people speaking in tongues to the left or to the right but they go there and that message is for them and they get saved. It's like, I just, I have to have hope that, yeah, there's a lot of fraud and counterfeit out there, but I, I, if I believe in the sovereignty of God's word, then I have to know that every single time his word is preached, it's for a purpose. Someone receives it. Someone hears it. Someone it's not insignificant. And that we should, we should hold those words and those, those teachings to a high esteem, which I know you and I do, you know, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It is the truest thing that can ever be told. And it, we, we should live in that confidence. We should have just so much peace in that. And uh yeah, I just believe man, just the right person, you know, so it, is it a start of a move from God? Well, I think everything is a move from God. So, um, the, the danger, the danger is the commercial, the commercialization of this event, which we are now, we run into with social media. We get to watch it in real time. We get to watch kind of a a hijacking. I made a video about this. I feel like we're going to see a hijacking of this event by the people who are about themselves when they begin to, to, you know, um, walk away from that event and say, God gave me this power when I was there. God gave mm. me this, this sight Come or on, this now. vision Preach. when I was there. And now, because now you have something to attach it to, yep. which is what false teachers do. They attach themselves to these moves. And it's like, Oh, well, I was at Asbury. I was there and God filled me with an anointing. And he gave me this mm. vision. And so they walk away and then they lead. Let
1: me get some people. of that.
0: We lead people astray. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I'm better um, than you because the Lord touched me at Ashburn.
0: Yeah, at right, right. God. So I, I think, like, it's just an event, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's just, if God is going to change the, the, the face of the nation and, and change the next generation into what right. he wants them to be, he's going to do it in pockets, whether it's televised or not. And um, I, well, I do
1: even use the tele like use right person who's got their phone out right not being drawn clearly not grieving their sin not repenting not coming to the lord right there's no respect for the presence of the holy spirit at least that's what i um, i'm judging i mean it does feel weird
0: to watch people worship in such a way like i i would much rather see like the band (laughs) honestly i'd much rather watch the musicians because I feel like that that worship is a personal experience too. So yeah. it feels like you're invading a moment that isn't meant to be. And so it could mm-hmm. very easily be. Like there's a reason that we don't have any pictures of Jesus, right? There's a reason that there we that Jesus didn't come in the age of cell phones and technology the first time. There's a reason for all of that. Although we we know that they wouldn't believe anyway, even if they saw it, you know, themselves. But There's a reason that all of that happened. And so I think we have to be skeptical, right? We have to be skeptical of these situations. Like it's, I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to put myself in danger by renouncing this or denouncing this saying, no, it's not a move from God. God forbid, that's not my call. So I think we can run a risk of doing that. Um, but I don't want to call something evil good or good evil. I, I don't want to misrepresent it either. So I suppose the the only really thing that we can do is wait and allow time to bear fruit over the situation and see the type of fruit that comes out of Asbury because –
1: Well, you know, I mean – but let's not – I mean let's not be – is the gospel being preached?
0: I've, so seen yeah, videos, comes, I've seen videos. I've seen videos, and people have confirmed that the gospel is in fact being preached
1: now, and, and Jesus Christ is being praised and worshipped. Yes, that's good. End of story. It's good, right? Yeah. Even the person with their phone, God could use that person. What right? What that one guy's minute, just there to take a evil. picture
0: or to take a video. But one meant
1: for evil. God means for good, right? God can yeah. use it for good, and He will. And always that video be. might bring somebody down the street, two blocks from their house. They saw the video, they decided to go and show up, and boom, yeah. the Lord draw like has drawn that person through a video. Yeah, right. Like God is sovereign. Yeah, so, everything no, should
0: a... glorify God. Let all Absolutely. things,
1: everything it's that, the that has fact breath. that it is right, then it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. And then I think you're right, man. The counterfeits are going to come. Why was Kenneth Copeland's people there?
0: Oh, you know why. I mean, you know why deep down, you know why, like the spirit of discernment is there. <laughs> like they're there to, they're there to make it about them, man, to be, to be a part of it. There, there's money to be made there. There was, yeah. there was actually, there was a video I saw. Now this, this was, it was, let me, let me tell you what happened in the video. This happened at Asbury. You tell me I, just with an O as open of a mind as you can, just, just tell me what you think about this now. This was in the middle of one of the, it was just a music session, whatever. There were people that were giving testimonies. Um, They were giving their, their, you know, this is what Jesus has done for me when he saved me type testimonies. And there was a a college senior who got up and was saying that, um, you know, he, he had really these last few months in his senior year had been very, very hard on him. And he was really struggling And on top of it, he was struggling financially, and he was just feeling desperate and just asking God, where have you been? You know, where are you? And just feeling hopeless. And then in the middle of that, uh, one guy yelled out in the middle of the congregation, hey, and everybody kind of stopped and looked. And he walked down the aisle, and he handed him like money. He handed him cash. And then another guy got up and came up and gave cash and then like rows of people were coming up and they were giving money to support this, this kid. And so at first, at first glance, I was like, Oh, that feels kind of weird. But I've been thinking about it more. I just want to hear what your thoughts are.
1: Uh, that's the end of acts Two. That's Literally the ending of Acts two, they sold all their goods and went a, went a, went around and won a cord, Right, they gave yeah everyone had what they needed. Yep. that's literally the ending of Acts two. That's it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, my first my first thought because I feel
0: like I've been trying to pick this thing apart on, on unfairly just because of all of the the videos about it. And so I my my first thought was kind of, but you're right. But that's not your
1: fault when you have Kenneth Copeland's people yeah, showing up to something that is of God, potentially of God, right? Well, hold on. For, for Regardless if, if it was um, – oh, what is what does Paul say? Whether it be um, – oh, this is going to bug me. Whether it be when he's talking about people preaching the name of Jesus in vain.
0: Yes. Um, uh, whether it be in
1: blank. Nope. Is that your cat?
0: My dog. Drive me crazy. I might have to go <laughs> oh, it.
1: Oh, why can't I think of this verse? It's at the tip of my tongue. Whether it be in truth or in something, at yeah. least Jesus Christ is being proclaimed. Right? So right, regardless of what's going on there, the true gospel is being preached. Jesus is being worshipped. Yeah. Because he is our high priestly king, right? I want to find yeah. it. He's our, he's our priest king. Like... It's still good. How oh, is that word? That's going to fuck me. Whether it's it be whether in, in truth. truth or
0: pretense. Pretense.
1: Yeah. Pretense. It is. Yeah. And it, yeah, So it's, it's a matter of motive, right? So it's like. Whether what it be then? A pretense or in only truth, that in
0: every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. Yes. And I will rejoice. Hmm.
1: Absolutely. So even if this is not motivated appropriately, Holy Spirit's not even there. Jesus and abs- literally the Holy Spirit is everywhere at all times, right? Right. So um, unless you're like Catholic and you don't believe that, but <laughs> right. Um, well,
0: that's the thing, right? It's like I see a lot of the people that are just like, oh, I I need to go there. I need to go there. I need to be a part of this. It's like, guys. I understand it's a, it's a move. It's a thing that's going on and it's going on within Christianity. So it's exciting. You want to be a part of that thing, but that same Holy spirit it's has taken here. up his residence within you. You have Ooh. access right Come now, on now. Come on now. Let's right go now to that Priest same, drink. I'm telling you, man, it's like, they they yearn and they 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 covet that experience no guys it's in you that same god lives in you that is he's revival he's giving you revival every morning when you wake up yeah. with breath in your lungs he's re, he's revitalizing you to allow you sight and thought and experience like that is a revival that happens it's new every morning there is no there is no today anywhere else there's only today tomorrow isn't promised yeah. so every day that we wake up is a new revival you have an ability mm. to honor and worship god in your day mm. that is true revival and i think when people grasp that we will look at what's happening in asbury as like oh well, why would i drive that far i get that <laughs> it's like i got that right now you know like we would be we would be living that we would Justin be living Edwards. that revival
1: Jonathan Edwards tried to. Um, I think I sent you the video where uh, Steve Stephen Lawson, by the way, uh, prescribed Bishop MD. Like what he wrote is what I was trying to say. Yeah. That even the person filming um, God is still using that for the bigger picture. Because yeah. here we are talking about it. We're talking about it, and we're talking about whether we should have discernment, whether we should accept that it's true or if it's real or if it isn't. Reality is, is if the true gospel is being preached, Jesus is being worshipped, then it's good. Right, even if the Holy Spirit isn't actually coming over them in the sense of like you know, overwhelming, supernatural people falling on their face and passing out.
0: But if he's Um, taking up his dwelling in them, man, then he's
1: already, yeah, he's already the greatest gift God can give anyone at any moment is his son, right? The recognition of who Christ is. That is better than your limbs growing back your cancer going away that that so yeah man like i i'm skeptical on motive whether the pretense is appropriate Mm -hmm. but if it's the true gospel and my lord is being praised then god bless right amen absolutely
0: amen Yeah. yeah i think that's and again it that's for god to separate you know the wheat and the tares that's up to the lord we should be preaching the gospel in and out of season, all the time, and uh, sometimes we 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 don't do it as good as we should, and uh, you know we we fall short. But that's because we we live in grace, and God understands that. That's why He gave us grace, that un unmerited undeserved favor. That's actually what I taught on tonight. So uh, talking about the law, and talking about people that would try to to go into a movement and condemn people for their freedom in christ because huh. we in when we are in christ we are free indeed where the spirit where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty
1: yeah absolutely so so let's walk let's walk through that right so you're a youth pastor you're talking to what eight-year-olds you teach
0: no no six-year-olds no, no. yeah y- yeah that's that's <laughs> our, our youth ministry is six-year-olds logan <laughs> no um most of our kids are our, our youth ages from uh 13 to 18 Thirteen,
1: eighteen. 18, but
0: we have, have that um, off like at 19, they got
1: to go circumstantial. Okay.
0: Whatever works best for the family. If there's an opportunity for them to move into an, a more adult oriented uh, ministry, you know, then they can be a part of that. Um, but if they're still, you know, some people don't mature as quickly as others. And so it's okay to, we'll, we'll, we'll meet them at their level. I think the problem that what we'll, we have in our youth right now is that we have a lot of 13 14 and 15 year olds and not hmm. mer- we, we don't have we have a 16 year old and then no 17 and 18 year olds so yeah. um so it's a it's a it's so i think it makes it harder on the 16 year old who happens to be my my son but i think it makes it harder on him because he doesn't totally identify with the younger i mean there's a there's a big difference between like 14 and the
1: 16 like the hormones oh, yeah. The changes. Is, that, yeah, yeah. that yeah. It's a drastic change yeah. between different year groups.
0: Yeah. My son has a job, you know, he's a junior in high school. He's, he, he works during the day and he's homeschooled. So it's like he is on, he's already, he's already operating at an adult level, you mm-hmm. know? So I think being around the younger kids is tough, but, but yeah, so 13, 14, 15 year old kids. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, we had, uh we on average have about nine,
1: uh, when, come. when you when you gonna fly me out to preach to your kids? We we should. Oh, you should come out. Maybe we should we'll... do a live like a live video in front of them, like our live podcast episode in front
0: of them. Uh, that That'd might be, cool. be a little bit self indulgent. I mean, at least like I feel like I'd be like, yeah, come oh. come do this podcast with the youth group. <laughs> no, I I um,
1: it's just a good idea. Just...
0: I know it was a good it, idea,
1: it but no if you everything. do come
0: out. If you do come out and it happens to be uh, over a Wednesday, then you are welcome to come
1: mm.
0: and participate. Um, what we do, I'll kind of give you the liturgy of, of how I run things. Um, is uh, we So we have an hour and a half. It goes from 6.30 to 8. Um, the kids show up pretty prompt and on time, so it's good. Uh, we will begin. I try to get them to just break off the day so we play some games like tonight we did this game called telestrations and it's like um the telephone game but it's with drawings and pictures and so you draw a picture or you write a word somebody draws that word and then the next person has to guess what that drawing was of and try to see if you can get the word to remain the same from picture to the end so everybody has a chance to like guess it and do a little drawing Uh so we'll do stuff like that we do little icebreakers we do a thing in our youth group called happy crappy and what we do is, uh, they they tell us one good thing that's been going on, one happy thing for this last week, and one crappy thing for the last week. And we uh, we do um, so they usually it's usually grades. Typically, mm. grades are are the thing that they are crappy. The happy is usually some personal thing that happened in their lives because you know that's that's what school is anymore. Is it's just a social experiment, that, and it's oh. not you know it's very little learning. It's a lot of socialization. And uh obviously yeah. there's some unnecessary socialization that happens. So um, so we do that and then um by I try to by about 715 uh try to, to to crank down the the uh the games and then we'll uh we'll start with the lesson. And I've been uh doing expository teaching on James, um walking them through from the beginning. We stopped in James 4-4. Mm-hmm. And um I give them memory verses each week to remember. They can eat candy, they get like prizes and stuff when they remember the memory verses. Um then I teach them the lesson. We I try to have questions for them to answer, and uh then they they we kind of go around the room and like tonight we were talking about the law. So I was like, So what is what is the law? What what is it? Tell tell me what it is, and it's like
1: God's do expectations,
0: have, God's rules, like
1: Do you have a favorite?
0: A favorite in my youth. Yeah, I.
1: Oh boy, <laughs> do I they watch, watch the podcast? Or are you about to give them a shout my, out right now? My
0: my son watches.
1: If they don't uh, watch,
0: <laughs> um, then
1: they're no longer your favorite. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it.
0: No, um, I definitely we have we have a couple characters that need some wrangling, and uh, but I one of them is so very similar to like my growing up experience. So I really identify oh, like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, this kid is so much like me. And mm. it's not, it's not my own kid either. He's uh, um, actually my kids. I tell you, dude, uh, this is not bragging on anything that I've done, but just the Lord. But uh, mm. my kids, I know if I need an answer, my kids will know the answer. And it's not stuff that I go over with them like before the class. It's like, we we're talking about yeah, the law. Awesome. I know that if I, like my kids are the first to, they, I even had to tell them, I'm like, you guys got to give these other kids a chance. Yeah. And it's just, man, like God is blessing that. And I'm so grateful that they are retaining the word and a knowledge of the word, mm-hmm. even when I'm, it's because you know, what's the most frustrating thing as a parent is when they get to the teenage years, you're like, do they listen to me at all?
1: Mm-hmm. Do they
0: listen? do Are they plugged into reality in any way, shape or form? Because it's like, it's so hot and cold sometimes, dude. Like one day is great. One day is it's like fun games with the family laughing. And then the next week is just don't talk to me, leave me alone. Like every question, like, how are you today? I'm fine. Shut up. You know, it's like, just like, it's like, dude, like, so you get, you can, as a parent, you can get like, really like you can, you can really, you can start to like, focus on that the negative way and be like, Oh, I'm really messing up. But like when I see that they're like retaining scripture and, and biblical knowledge, man, like yeah. that's just a
1: blessing, dude. Like, yeah. uh,
0: and that's, that's you know, all. That's as, yeah. That's all I want.
1: That's really awesome. That's, so, that's really all All I all I want, man, is to just raise kids that truly know Jesus want to look for him yes, and know that they're going to fail and they live in his, they live in grace, right? Knowing that they're going to screw up and they, they have assurance of their salvation if it's there. Um, I, live, I hope live out hope your they're faith. You're saved, yeah.
0: Well, there's yeah. no better place for them to hear the gospel than in a Christian home.
1: Mm. That's right. Come on now, no, say it again. Say it again if, for the kids. They aren't that. saved,
0: man. I don't know what to tell you. That's got to be it's God's got to work something out in them because, yeah. Um, I mean, whether you believe that you can. That, you know, it's up to you to teach them so that they can get saved and you must convince them or or that it's God alone. The fact is that if you're not preaching your gospel to the gospel to your children, then you have no excuse. Yep. You know, preach the gospel to your kids. Walk in uprightness before the Lord, before them. Like walk in forgiveness with them and walk Mm. in forgiveness with your spouse.
1: Showing them grace, showing them how you want to be treated by the lord treat them how
0: i offended my 13 year old tonight yeah. i felt i felt bad i didn't realize what i what i didn't realize the severity of how it made him feel and mm. he expressed it to me after and i did apologize to him i asked for his forgiveness and I, I i explained like look i'm sorry if i reacted to you harshly uh if i if you felt like i was trying to shut you up or shut you down um that wasn't my intent uh i i just I I was trying to move on for the topic and I wasn't being gentle with you. So please forgive me. And um, I, I just, I, what's the point in giving your kids a reason to like, let be found above reproach with your kids. Like they can be mad at you. Family
1: Family is the first ones to like cut your throat in an incident, like in an event or an incident, man. They, yeah. Like the people that you're most vulnerable with, right are are the ones who like because you're vulnerable with them yeah you know it's harder so yeah you've got to be above reproach with your kids as much as possible because they know you they they know the real you they see you every day
0: i'm the youth pastor they have to listen to me teach other kids and then i also have to live that out at my home they don't get to go home to another person's house and whether it took you know it took residence in them or not it's you know you don't know You don't know if it, you know, if they pick up on that. So it's like, but with my own kids, I'm teaching them about grace and forgiveness. And then I come home and start yelling and blaming them on everything and and losing my mind. Like I've, and I've look, I've gotten angry. I've gotten very frustrated. I've made huge mistakes in front of my kids, huge mistakes. Uh, I've got so angry one time at my, at my now 16 year old, I took his TV and threw it on the ground. I was so, I was so mad. And I expressed myself and I let, I let my flesh take over and I sinned and I sinned against him. And, uh, when it was all cleared and the the smoke had cleared and everything had calmed down, I, I went to him and, and I pretty sure I cried and I just said, I am so sorry for what I did. I am so sorry for the way that I acted for how, how that is. It's just not appropriate. It's not okay ever. And, you know, forgive me. I'm, I'm fallible.
1: Yeah absolutely so okay, so all right give me a rundown so how did they receive these this idea between legalism and the law yeah, yeah. and living in faith and grace but not being antinomian where is that balance how do we get there well we taught um, you know all, all the tenets about? of
0: antinomianism in youth
1: group of course but uh,
0: <laughs> for for the for the youth group level people what is antinomianism
1: uh ooh, for like give it to them in layman's terms uh we call what do we call them today free gracers right people who think they can just sin all they want and mm. do whatever they want because the blood of the cross covers them so mm-hmm. they just get to freely sin and enjoy their sin um which is not what your lord and savior wants for you because he wants right. nothing but good for you and your sin there's one of my sons real hello, son. consequences ashton hello ashton.
0: He's probably waiting for me to get online and play some video games with him, which is what we normally do.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: but yeah, so okay, so free gracer. So, um, so I think one of the one of the things that I that stood out to me in their answers when I asked, you know, what is the law? What's the purpose of the law? Uh, you know, their responses are, for the most part were you know rules and standards, um, God's rules, God's expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot of that. And then, um, as I began to explain to them a little bit about how the law itself was never meant to get someone clean, but it was meant to show the, it was meant to increase like the awareness of sin. It it was meant to, it was meant to, uh, because before the law, you know, sin, um, what does it say the sin was, I don't remember. I was just reading this today. Uh, Paul, I think it might be in Galatians, but before the law came, there was something, but basically, uh, the, the concept is that after the law came, sin increased, right? So when the law was revealed, sin increased. And I tried to explain and kind of walk them through the idea that, um, when when it was made known now the law of God, it mm. provoked the sinfulness from the hearts mm. of
1: the people. Yep. Because it was already there. And
0: right, it, we, like a, we naturally it awakened, want to rebel. Yeah, it awakened something in and um, you know, spiritually speaking, I think it awakened the, the lust and the desires of the flesh. Because Paul says, you know, before before there was the the law, you know, I didn't know certain sins. And then when the law came, it was like, he makes the point that it's like, I couldn't think about anything, but those sins, like, like that idea, you know, yeah. um, he wasn't even made aware of his own, his own failure and sin. Really so, so yeah, so we try to kind of walk through the, uh, the idea of uh, the law was meant to, to, to increase sin in a way, because this is all part of God's plan. It's all part of what God is doing. So he's working in history to make an awareness of his presence. And he's using the law for the people to set them apart from the rest of the world and in their lawlessness. So he was making his own people unique by saying "These, these, these commands, these laws, these set everyone else so that when they see you doing these things, they know who you belong to. They know whose you are, you know. And among yeah. all of the other nations with all of their many gods, right? Like they know you belong to the, the God, the God of creation of heaven and earth, Yahweh. So they become an expression of God as humans on the earth. And the law is now their, not their box per se, but their,
1: their standard. Like, it I don't, is. actually, I don't think anywhere in all of other, like, world religions and mythologies, there's actually a deity that has set a people group apart for himself. I think that story is only unique to Yahweh. That'd be oh.
0: that'd be interesting to look into. I don't know the yeah, answer.
1: I'm trying to rack my brain through everything I've studied. I, yeah, I don't think there because is. Because most of
0: the other gods were basically enslaving the people, and those people were in indebtedness to him. because of his his vengeance if you didn't do the will of those gods right like they they were in they were basically they were servants of that god but in slavery in in the sense of of a debt that they could never pay
1: yeah yeah i can't i can't think of a single deity that i know of that actually has set a people group apart for himself for his for his glory yeah
0: yeah so uh so yeah, we just kind of continued on with that, uh, talking about the uh, the reason the, the law was there, so that um, the awareness of sin and the uh, uh, basically for sin to increase, for it to be understood that the sin was so abounding to the point mm-hmm. where uh, you know it it was just sin continually. You know, it was just uh, you know it led to Christ. It led to um, reconciliation with God, being made right with God because. Uh, well, hang on a second. Let me step back because I feel like I'm going off the rails here. Um, When Paul says, where sin increased, grace the more increased, right? We now see a purpose for why sin had to increase so that we Mm -hmm. can now understand the increase of grace that is brought by Jesus.
1: And so... Right, so sin abounds, grace abounds much more, right? Yes.
0: Right. So the law yeah. was brought to for sin to abound,
1: mm-hmm. so that
0: when at the right time, as God had purposed, that grace, the kingdom of grace, would begin through Christ, and grace would abound that much more.
1: Absolutely. It actually created a means at which grace would uh, manifest um, in a way that is more clear and understanding to us, right? We're being forgiven. Grace is being shown, mm-hmm. right? Mercy is being revealed. Absolutely. So what was the conclusion? Did we get to a point where we were saying, hey, do yes. I, as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, do I need to keep all 613 laws? Do yes. I just need to keep the Ten Commandments? What? How do I live a life that pleases Jesus most of all?
0: Yes, uh, so we discussed that uh, I used the analogy that the law is like a mirror uh. and the law is meant to show us our sin and to cause us to repent. Sorry that my cat just tried to jump over my lap uh, and and bring us to repentance. It's the vehicle in which leads us to Christ. And so um, the, uh, I'm getting so distracted by my cat. So the let me back up again. Dog on, man. Stupid cat. So the
1: mirror, this So the mirror, is thank you. Shows yes. a reflection of our sin.
0: The mirror man. shows it's a reflection of our sin. Holds but, us
1: accountable to our sin for sure. Right.
0: But then I asked him, I said, if I, if I were muddy and I, I'd been out working and I came in muddy and my face was muddy, would I walk up to a mirror and use it to clean my face? Would that clean anything off my face? and they said they said no it would only just make the mirror dirty i said i said yeah i said our sin is like that mud and the law shows us that we're muddy and it shows us that we're sinful mm. but the law itself is not the method in which we get clean it's to make us realize that we can't clean ourselves and that draws us to look to the lord Whoa. Living water. Yeah. Right. And so that it is by it is by faith that we by grace that we are saved through faith and not by our works. And Paul explains the law and works, the works of the law. Um, We are not saved by those things. And so I tried to draw the conclusion to the kids that our salvation came from. And I talked to them previously about how Jesus paid our Price on the cross. He paid our debt that we were supposed to, that it was owed to us. And um he he paid it for us. So they have this understanding that that what Jesus did was to pay that price to make us clean, so that we by by our faith in what he and our faith and what he has done in us, we are now made righteous and right with God.
1: Mm.
0: And that was ultimately the conclusion. And you know, you try to you try to hope that they just pick up on like pieces of that, like as much as they can. Like, I think that the takeaway is obeying the law isn't going to make us make God happy. It's not, we, we're we not doing, we make God happy by honoring and worshiping him. And then I showed them that we have a, a chart of the fruit of the spirit on, on the wall, that, you know, love, joy, patience, peace, gentleness, kindness, steadfast and all that. Um, and I said, and to know if you are uh, you know if you wonder if you, if you are doing the things that a saved person would do take a look at that on the wall and look yeah. are, are you producing any of that fruit yeah are are you a peacemaker in your situations are you joyful like where are you cultivating and and, and you have to exercise those things too because then i made the analogy i said well when you ask God for patience, do you think he just gives you patience or do you think he gives you situations in order for you to exercise and increase your patience? And mm. they, said, they said, yeah, well, he makes, you know, he gives you those situations. I said, yeah, it's the same thing. When you know that you're deficient in these fruit of the spirit, you ask God for those things. He's going to give you situations to be loving, to be kind, to be gentle, to be peaceful, to, you know, all of those things. Absolutely. So when that now how that goes back to the law is that those things are a product of the salvation that has occurred. Correct. Those things are a product of the spirit making taking up his dwelling place in us that we bear fruit for the kingdom and so those are the fruit of the kingdom those are the fruit of the spirit and so we um, we do those things as an as a response of the love that God has given us because he he is the he is the cultivator of our fruits he is the yeah. The tiller of our trees, you know, he he's the one that is crafting and, and sanctifying us through all of these things. So yeah.
1: because um, he first loved us, we love him. And because we love him, we want to do things that please him. But eventually, even then, it becomes ai don't want to say like a gift in a sense. Right. But it like where it's just naturally occurring. There has been a change that has occurred that I want to 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 have those fruits just naturally coming out of me and I don't even realize that I'm doing it, which I mean, is kind of what happens, right? Like in in your day-to-day
0: life. So The, the tree has no control over the fruit that it bears. I mean, it ultimately is there to bear the fruit, but you know, the, the, the increase is given by the Lord. So it's, it should be, it's, it should come to a point where those fruit that we're bearing it, not only do we do it like kind of unknowing, but we like fall in love with it. Yeah. Like, shouldn't we love peace so much? Shouldn't we love gentleness so much that we are no longer the opposites of those things anymore? Like, those are the ways in which we represent the kingdom and see the difference is because we know that God has done all the work that it's not up to us to cultivate that work. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's not up to us to, to do those things in order to gain God's favor. It is because God's unmerited favor, which is God's grace has been given to us that we cultivate those fruits, and that right. was always the intent. The intent, the the law was never intended to to bring about righteousness. It was only to point to righteousness
1: That's and
0: right. our inability to be righteous. That's what the law. So those, the danger. Look, and, and I was telling this to Logan on the phone. We had this conversation earlier. We were talking, kind of preparing to get our minds in the right place, but. I don't have a problem with the individual having a personal drive or conviction towards God to keep certain commandments or even keep certain Sabbaths. If that becomes a conviction for you and it's something that you feel is is um, is furthering your spiritual life, uh, those things are personal things. And I think that there can be room for respect and room for disagreement in, in those areas the the danger comes in in how we see it in the book of galatians we see right. a group of people who are of jewish faith that and and jewish upbringing so they knew about the torah and the law and they see these christians and they say no it's it's more than that like you you're grafted into us you're grafted into yahweh and to so you you have to also keep these commands one of the commands was circumcision. See, we don't talk about that in the 10 commandments, but that was, that was a command from God that on the eighth day, the child, the male child would be circumcised. Yeah. So that was God's command. Um, so, uh, the Judaizers are coming into to Galatia, and they're saying, no, you guys also need to be circumcised. And this happened at several churches. Paul got kind of sick and tired of it. He, at, at one point, said that he wished that they would castrate themselves. I was about to say
1: it if you didn't. I was literally about to interrupt he, you and say
0: Circumcise it. yourself so much that you cut it completely off, basically. Yeah. Right? So... He got so frustrated with the people at this point and see, and we see this in these movements on social media. We see this in some you know, churches and even within like as weeds that come up in a church, you see these movements kind of rise up and people try to draw people away.
1: Why, why do you think that is though? Why do these movements? Because there lie? is like, comfort. Why, why is that attracted to us? That, it's oh, way he, easier he, to, he... to work for God's
0: approval it's way easier to do that and to, to set a a standard. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, I can validate what I'm, I can validate my faith by what I'm doing. I can, and, and it's, it's, it's a showing thing. It's a pride thing. I think it really rests in ego Mm. and pride, but I, it's, I can, Mm. I can prove by the things that I do that I am this. And then, and it and then there is a certain thing about asceticism, taking yourself out of the world and being like, you know, different from everybody. There's a certain appeal, I think, in some people. They have a drive to do that. And so they're easily led away because it looks religious. Yeah. It, you know, the, the the head coverings, and again, I'm not against women that have a conviction over head coverings. By all means, please follow your convictions, honor the Lord. But angels when you, are real. But when you put when you put that bondage on someone else to say that they must in order to you are speaking for God in an area that he didn't speak. Yeah. You are. That's dangerous. That's
1: that's. I. I <laughs> Dumb ways to die. <laughs> I love it. I want to do a handstand on a roof and I was trying to get my buddy to film me doing it. And he's like, you might actually die, though. <laughs> was, yeah, well, like, and, it, it makes the video true. Eat a two-week-old unrefrigerated pie. Love it. It's the just only so part of the song that catchy. I know. Is yeah. it a whole
0: song? Do you think?
1: I don't know, but it's I so catchy.
0: I bet you it's a whole song. I'm I bet you there's other things on there. Other dumb I'll ways to do lists. Yeah,
1: to do list. You should make a video about oh, it. And be like, man. you know that
0: that song has more parts in it.
1: <laughs> I really gotta start making TikToks. I'm just scared I'm gonna get canceled again I just I'm
0: don't even care, canceled. dude. Like I've been making yeah. a couple just I, I i every time i do it i hate it even it more crash i'll say I made, in the face. dude i made one so okay listen i made this video it was complete and utter satire from beginning to end i must be canceled just, i must be stupid so at satire so i must be terrific <laughs> at satire <laughs>
1: canceled the greatest satirist the world's ever known Anyway, I've seen a lot of other satires. I've seen a lot of one. other satires. <laughs> <laughs> <No> one <laughs> really this good. one. <laughs> you're nailing
0: it. It's
1: terrific. Anyway, <laughs> so
0: um, I made a video and I said, "Well, I said um, I tried to link Corey Asbury, the music artist who wrote the song. I know you're saying Who already has controversy just about the song? Like people love it or hate it, right? So it Corey so Asbury." an Asbury revival. And I was making the joke I was making. Maybe this was the problem. Maybe I'm just too.
1: You're witty. In my brain. The joke I was
0: making was on people who try to combine things that aren't meant to reflect on. It's like, did you know that Jesus and the Easter bunny are the same person? It's like, stop it. And so it, I was making a joke on that that Asbury revival is really Corey Asbury, and it's a reckless revival. And it was a stupid joke. I I I regret I regret making it. I regret yeah. making the video. It's got over, we just talk about this last ten thousand views, no. and so many people a think I'm serious and are downright mean.
1: Yeah, dude, just keep trolling these. They are Christians mean, bro. Where's their fruit? Where's the fruit of their spirit? Huh? They are so mean. Jeez, dude. Oh my god, Christians are the worst.
0: Uh, <laughs> dude, like I'm just. This is why I don't like this app. Oh,
1: that's funny, the though. Guy's the, the "Reckless Revival."
0: It's, <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> it's so good. It's a whole song. Oh, a video game called dumb. Oh, the video game is called dumb ways to die. Oh, see, you
1: guys are great. Nice. Thanks, nerds. Eat a two week old oven, refrigerated pie.
0: Dumb ways to die.
1: That's awesome. That's fun. Well, ultimately, so... like, like, like Martin Luther, when you realize that the righteous will live by faith, that we are justified by our faith. the
0: and we don't produce our own faith.
1: See, Abraham was justified by his faith in Genesis fifteen, and Genesis twelve, and Genesis twenty-two. But in Genesis twelve, uh, if I got the right chapter, he's already justified because his faith is there. It's the same faith. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just manifesting in different ways at different times, but it's there, right? The same faith that it takes to stab your kid and sacrifice him to the Lord was there. In Gen- the same. It was the same faith yeah. in Genesis twelve as it was in Genesis. 12. He knew
0: the Savior of the nations was going to come from his seed, and he believed God for it. And he trusted him. Yeah, yeah. it's the same faith, bro. I mean, exactly right.
1: But here, here's the thing: Are your uh, does your does your youth group know? And I but I imagine you you teach them this, but I wonder if they know in their hearts, right? deep down, do I just trust God? Right? Do I just make just make it about Jesus trust Jesus? Everything else is noise, you know,
0: even even I
1: get distracted, like, I'll I'll even have conversations with myself in my head where I'm like, I'm trying to gain God's approval. And like, that's not the God I serve where I gotta like,
0: right model my
1: way and do do x, y or z to like, i don't know man it, it, it's I hard the to, same
0: way you're not alone it's in hard to
1: live perfectly in that and yeah. luckily there's grace
0: Yeah, you know? dude that's what's so amazing about grace though those that understand grace can can truly can truly appreciate the the words and the lyrics of amazing grace mm. there's nothing like it man i mean and it's not it's it shouldn't be taken for granted i mean paul is so clear You know, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Like he knew, he already knew the question because it, that leads to grace is so amazing that it automatically leads to the question, should we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Like they, like that is what we take grace for granted, man. Like that's how amazing grace is that it would, it would, it's so amazing that you would be drawn to think, but man, like if we just sin more (laughs) like it's it's just such an unprecedented it's unmerited favor from god so it's Mm -hmm. like oh man should i continue to sin so that grace keeps going
1: No, no by no means
0: no no by no means like
1: yeah gotta live in that man yeah and the law will never atone for our sins never did never will no and he fulfilled
0: it too. Here, let's, before we close out, let me, I did, I did have, you? well, I'm going to, sh- I want to show you these, um, these uh, verses that I got. I put it together for the youth group. We didn't end up getting to this part, but I want to show you, I'll show you some of the verses that I had put down. Let me see if I can stream it here real quick. Share screen. Nope, not that one. This one. All right, let me see if I can make it bigger. Uh was it alt. View. Full screen. That's, that's not gonna help. Sorry, I don't know how to make it bigger. I'm not that good. <laughs> not that good at Microsoft. Oh, here we go. There we go. Look at that. Hey, I am that good. All right, so here's a couple of the verses that um, that I brought up, that I had pulled up while I was doing this study preparing. For by grace you have been saved and not by works, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Therefore the law is indeed holy and the commandment holy and righteous and good, according to Romans 7, 12. Are we then abolishing law through faith? May it never be. Rather, we are establishing the law. Establishing law, That's law. What does that mean? That means it needed to be fulfilled. It wasn't complete. The law wasn't complete yet. That's Romans 3.31. Uh, what then was the purpose of the law? It was added in order to show what wrongdoing is. That con- that confirms what we were talking about earlier. In the same way, my brethren, you were also made dead to the marriage law of the old covenant by the body of Christ in order for you to be married to another who was raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit to God. Romans
1: 7.4. Yeah, so in the, in 7.4, the, 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 the analogy there is, uh, you know, when a, a bride's or a woman's husband dies, she's no right. longer obligated to. And we've we have died to Christ. Right. Um, right. We, we're no longer under the, the
0: it would be a sin garden. for that woman to remarry if her husband was still alive. But mm-hmm. it's not a sin if he dies. And that's the con that's the correlation Paul's making mm-hmm. is that we we died to the law in the old mm-hmm. covenant. And, and so in order that we could be married to Christ, we had to die to our old bride. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
1: No, nah, man, Romans 7 is still, it, to this day, I could write sermon after sermon about it. And I still, like, what was your point, Paul? You know what I mean? Okay, the things I do, I can't, I don't want to do. I end up doing the things I want to do, I can't do. Mm-hmm. And I think he just concludes it with, hey, you're still going to sin. You're even going to desire to sin but there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus
0: yes amen you know that is the I freedom just, that's the liberty man that's the liberty of freedom in christ yeah it's, it's so a,
1: good what, um, the uh, proof of or the example of a christian walk or life is one who falls down seven but gets up eight right to just keep going after the lord keep trying keep doing better
0: yep keep running the race keep pressing towards the prize of the high calling um all right so we see in exodus you know the first the first command so this is this is the fulfillment of the law this is the the law coming to completion that is mentioned here the establishment of the law in romans 331 so you you shall have no other gods before me in exodus and then jesus says you shall worship the lord your god and him alone shall you serve so he's confirming the the, he's confirming the standard and establishing that this instead of a instead of the commands look at them as this is a this is jesus describing his people Mm. instead of thinking of it as things that i have to do these are descriptive terms of jesus i like that his people Mm. you can you can use it. I just came up with it. Thank you. It wasn't me. Um, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness or anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath. Uh, that's Exodus. And then little children keep yourselves from idols uh, also acts. So Jesus is also, um, he's again, he's describing that, uh, that we keep ourselves from those things. Those are still very important to God. Um, But the cowardly, unbelieving, and idolaters shall have their part in the lake of fire, with fire and brimstone. All right. So then um, number three, shall not take the name of your Lord in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and take his name in vain. And then Jesus, our Father, who is in heaven, holy be your name. And this is teaching us how to pray. And this is this acknowledgement, this confirmation that a believer can proclaim that to God is a sign that he has that we have taken his name. Mm. You can't take God's name in emptiness. That's vanity. Don't take his name in vain. You can't take his name in vain. When Jesus came and he shows us how to pray and he says, our father, holy is your name. We make that proclamation because he has already given us his name. He's given us our, he's given, he's adopted us into his family. I like it. Remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So now Jesus is, he is not saying that the Sabbath is not holy. What is he saying? He's making the proclamation that the Sabbath is in him. The Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And then later in, in, I'm sure it's these other verses here, he talks about enter into my Sabbath rest. He is our Sabbath rest. And the Sabbath was a picture of, uh, of an expectation of a coming Messiah and that we would rest in him under his grace. Yeah. So that is, that is him. That is the Sabbath. Honor your father and mother. Jesus says, honor your father and mother. That doesn't go away. You shall not murder. You shall not murder. Adultery, adultery, very clearly in both the New and the Old Testaments. God feels very strongly about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, stealing. Uh, Bearing false witness against your neighbors and coveting your neighbor's stuff. And Jesus kind of breaks it down. Paul breaks it down. You shall not covet. Uh, Jesus breaks it down. So, um, you know, we see that there are some things that these are, again, descriptive terms of Jesus's people. He's describing his people. We don't covet. We don't bear false witness. We don't steal. We don't commit. We shouldn't have a drive for those things. And we, we may have temptations that come, but we have the Holy spirit that overcomes those temptations. Um, with our changed heart, we are, we should not have, we should not be set on those things like we were in the world because we've died to those things and we are no longer in bondage to that. We are not in, we are not slaves to the world anymore. We have died to our old master. Got anything else you'd like to add, sir?
1: now that he is a a more perfect sacrifice um the priests had to continuously sacrifice um, and give atonement through the law right give atonement for the sins of the people but once and for all jesus died right so there's the completion right the fulfillment of the law so Yeah, yeah,
0: man. All right.
1: You want to do the Oops.
0: gospel? You want me
1: to do it? Yeah, it's your turn. All right. Okay.
0: Guys, Some
1: new. let me hear that new stuff.
0: That new stuff? That, that yeah, new slang? That, Yo, no, listen, no cap. All right? No cap. No cap. Jesus died and this raised. Is all no cap, 100%. I think I'm using it wrong already. Um, <sighs> we serve a God who's created everything, heaven and earth. And uh, he's created it with a purpose. Every single person, every single action, every single thing that has taken place and is going to take place has a purpose. And that purpose, its ultimate end is in glorifying himself. And God, as the creator, has made it the this way. These are the cards that we've been dealt, brothers and sisters. But uh, let me start over because I messed that up.
1: No, nah, man, you're doing good.
0: God has a holy standard that we have all failed to keep. From our from our, first forefather in this world, Adam, to all men and women from him forward have been cursed because of his decision to sin in the garden. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. But this is the story of a holy God who has a plan for his creation. And because of that sin in the garden we have all been cursed and we all deserve to die. But God in his mercy while we were yet sinners in the in in the history of God's story
1: absolutely from
0: beginning to end has sent himself in the flesh to pay our wage for what we deserve under Adam. God has given us a new Adam, and anyone who hears the voice of the Lord, the call to repentance. My desire is that you change your mind and look to God and see that salvation comes in only one name, and that name is Jesus. And I believe in him. He has done things for me that it would take far more podcasts, to ever get through. He's changed my life. I haven't always known him, but he has been worth every single ounce and every single second of my life to give him honor and praise. And my desire for you is to also do that. And if these words mean anything to you, if that truth hits in a way that has never hit before, then I would call you to go to god and ask for his forgiveness and know that he is faithful and just to forgive
1: our sin Excellent. amen, amen man. all right, oh, right this was a wonderful episode it was good i like that rissa we have- rissa approved she said much love bro good episode tonight Aww. rissa likes to follow the law though especially like she has pigs <laughs> Or cows or something. Hey, are your chickens laying eggs? Uh, I think she went to your life. She got them okay. back and forth.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and log us out. That does episode uh, 30 of the Doctrines of Rad. We'll see you next week at 9 Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern. Is it Eastern? Yeah,
1: Eastern Time. Yeah, I don't even remember mm-hmm. that. All right. Goodbye now. Bye, <laughs> guys.